West Virginia's misfortune is Kentucky's gain as the Wildcats pick up Trey Mitchell following Bob Huggins' resignation. It worked out pretty well for Coach Cal the last time he grabbed a player from West Virginia. Can lightning strike twice? You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? Welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college hoop show out there. I'm your host today, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us for your first listen or watch of the day. Coming up on today's show, Ty Davis, who joined us several weeks ago, a guard in the class of 2024, committed to Creighton on Monday. He joined me for a conversation just a couple hours after his commitment. That'll be coming up in just a little bit. For you everydayers, you obviously remember that first conversation. Great young man. Can't wait for you to hear from him again. But before we get there, big news in the transfer portal as uh, Trey Mitchell has committed to Kentucky. Lance Daw from Locked On Wildcat, Kentucky Wildcats, joins me to talk about it. It's great to be joined on Locked On College Basketball today by the host of the Locked On Kentucky Wildcats, Mr. Lance Daw. And Lance, somehow, after a much roller coaster of an offseason, I think the Wildcats have strung together two pieces of good news in a row here. I'm not, is that, am I missing something? Are, are we actually trending upward for Big Blue Nation here? I had to really sit there for a moment and, and soak it in and process it earlier, Isaac, but I, I can confirm Kentucky has had two good things happen in a row and two's a streak. So we'll, we'll see if we can continue this into the global jam here in, in a couple of weeks. But yeah, a big time commitment for the Wildcats through the transfer portal. Trey Mitchell, man, after all of the different prospects that Kentucky has reached out to, had to visit, talked to, begged, pleaded uh, to come play for the Wildcats. Isn't it weird that they pick up a West Virginia transfer at the very end of it all? And it's just it's just crazy how this offseason has unfolded for Kentucky and how things have seemed to be, you know, just all out of sorts at different times. And now that they finally get a piece that, to be honest with you, Isaac, I think fits exactly uh, what this roster needed. And it's a it's a very experienced piece that they picked up here. And I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the last time Kentucky got somebody from West Virginia, it turned out pretty well for Coach Cal. But you just said it, Lance. Let me follow up on that. You said, I believe that this is a much needed piece for the Wildcats. Why is that? What exactly is it that Trey Mitchell will do for this team that's bringing in a whole bunch of talented underclassmen? Yeah, so like you mentioned, those underclassmen are primarily guards and wings. I think that Kentucky's going to be looking at utilizing this upcoming season. Now, uh, as we were talking before we started recording here, who are those guys that are going to start? Who's, who are those guys coming off the bench? Yeah, that's, you know, just it, it, you have a backcourt and you have your wing spot. You have your three spots set. I think that's kind of where we need to leave it before <laughs> Kentucky fans get upset about how the rotation may look. But Trey Mitchell is, I think... Uh, the guy that you are looking for for your front court because of the versatility that he adds to this room. So Trey Mitchell, 6'9", 225, probably going to play power forward for the most part this season for Kentucky. But the interesting thing about Mitchell, outside of the fact that he can handle the ball and he can shoot a little bit as well, 36% right. from beyond the arc last season uh, with the Mountaineers, is that he didn't just play power forward throughout his career. First two seasons at UMass, he played primarily center for the Minutemen at Texas because of their lack of height. They kind of had to play him uh, at center uh, for a lot of the different things that they wanted to do. 
So Mitchell, I think, brings not only versatility within his offensive game, but also in the rotation that Kentucky may want to utilize with him. I understand right now that a lot of fans are excited about Samto Cyril pairing with Uganda Onyenzo. That's not happened yet, and quite frankly, I don't think it's going to happen for a while. So getting to see this team in the Global Jam is going to be interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, obviously just getting to see this team kind of acclimate to the environment of playing against another organized team that's not a bunch of high schoolers, but also getting to see how Trey Mitchell and Uganda Onyenzo are utilized. Aaron Bradshaw, obviously the power forward for UK, very, very talented, injured as of right now. Mitchell's going to get a lot of playing time. And how much Kentucky decides to utilize him at center and how he operates at center with a small ball lineup, so to speak, I think is going to be very interesting. It's exactly what Kentucky needed, Isaac, because of the versatility, because hmm. of what he could do for this rotation. And it's all of a sudden turned around where we're looking at a, a, a reality with UK where it's not like, oh my goodness, we only have seven scholarship players. Like we could be getting to up to 13 with Somto. And then all of a sudden you have a realistic uh, excitement, I think, brewing in Big Blue Nation about what this rotation could look like. A lot of different things that you could do with a lot of different, very versatile pieces, at least on paper. Now, Lance, we talked about, I, I mentioned two pieces of good news, stringing it together. It's a streak, as you said. Obviously, the other bit being that Antonio Reeves is, in fact, coming back to school. And so prior to that news, we're looking at what projected to be an insanely young team that... Now, if you wind up with having both Reeves and Mitchell in the starting lineup, rather than being really young, you're looking at potentially this team being pretty old. And that could be a massive thing. What is the difference you've seen in Coach Cal's tenure from teams that are very young but talented and teams that are really talented and young but also have a couple of those important veteran pieces as part of the rotation? As long as you have a couple of different veterans that are, I, I think, uh, primarily what you're going to look at for this year as starters, as long as you have a couple of those guys in the mix here, I think that you have a nice blend uh, in, in, of uh, just projecting out how this team could look in the postseason. You've seen previous Cal teams, the ones where like Reed Travis and PJ Washington were a big factor, and those were older guys. You got to see those teams have a lot of potential, not just in the regular season, but also a little bit in the postseason as well, making it all the way to the lead eight. Could have been Final Four had they not blown it against Auburn. You're looking at a world where Kentucky's just kind of worked with younger players under Coach Cal. They've had success in their regular season with the majority of their roster being incredibly young. And now we've started to see the game shift. And this is something I think that you and I have talked about a couple of different times over the past couple of months of me hopping on. This is something that I've been... Uh, beating to death on my show is that rosters do no no longer look successful rosters in the postseason no longer look like what Kentucky's did a decade ago things have changed things have started to shift to where you now need more experienced ba college basketball players not necessarily NBA players but college basketball players to really take you to the next level in March and I think that Kentucky having a guy like Trey Mitchell and having a guy like Antonio Reeves, where you've got two fifth-year guys in your starting lineup, likely next season, you are going to see Kentucky play with a nice blend of experience and youth. And that I know that some people may look at, look at that and say, well, you still got half a million five-star freshmen coming in. What do you mean by blend? This is something I think that you and I have also talked about previously, previously on the show, the way Cal likes to run his rotations. He plays a short bench. So while Kentucky may have a bunch of talent on their roster this season – 
Who knows? He may play a 13 deep rotation. I don't know. But at the We're end of the day, those, those line changes again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're going to run the platoon, which you, you, dude, don't mention the platoon to Kentucky fans. Don't do it. I, I learned that the hard way last year, that right about this time, people will get upset. And I don't know why, but like people will get upset. But this rotation will probably be seven men, seven men played heavy. And then maybe two players some played somewhere between five to eight minutes. I'm going to be honest with you. Even if they're even if they're healthy, even if every single guy is healthy, Kentucky's going to play the best that they can possibly play. And they're going to play Reeves. They're probably going to play Mitchell. If Bradshaw's not healthy, they're That's probably right. going to play these two guys a lot. And so it kind of makes you a, a more experienced team despite having a ton of youth on your bench. Okay, well, obviously that Bradshaw injury is going to play a major factor that we're going to keep an eye on throughout this offseason. But man, bringing Trey Mitchell in is great insurance for, ah, it's fine. Come on at your own pace, Bradshaw. Let's make sure to keep him healthy and all of those things. Lance, my, my last thing I want to ask you about just kind of briefly is, do you feel like with this Mitchell commitment, the Wildcats are done now? Or is there more work to do in terms of building the roster? There's one more player that we're looking at here that could reclassify, and, and this honestly could be coming as late as mid-August, and that's Sam wow. Tosiril, a four-star center in the 2024 class. He took a visit to the Wildcats just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, as far as I know, as visits normally do, they went well, or it went well with Coach Cal and Samto. I think that Kentucky's looking to add him and looking to really push him on, on reclassifying to this year. I know that he can, as of right now, based on what I've been told, he's working on his classes to kind of wrap that up so he can have the opportunity to reclassify. And I am going to be honest with you, Isaac, uh, I will take any player, but I will definitely take a player that has the nickname Baby Shaq. This guy during <laughs> OTE was known to uh, attempt to break every single backboard that he possibly could if he got a little bit of positioning in the basketball, he's a very physical, very aggressive center. And also he's got a little bit of weight to him. He's like seven feet tall, 240 pounds. I mean, he is, he is, he's a load uh, down low. So uh, Kentucky would take him to pair with Onyenzo. And once you get him in this team, I think is complete. And now you start to sip the Kool-Aid a little bit. You start to get excited. You get to see Kentucky blow a couple teams out in global jam. Uh, can, Kentucky fans will be high on, on their own supply, as probably will I, by the time that November rolls around. And uh, we'll, let's just hope that we don't get curb stomped by Kansas or something like that at the beginning of the year. Because right now, Isaac, things have turned around. Things have become really exciting. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see how uh, UK handles this moving forward. All right. Thanks. Great stuff, Lance. And obviously then we got to here on Locked on College Basketball, look at the West Virginia side of it, where Josh Eilert, the interim head coach just recently named, was able to retain Kirk Creesa, now has lost um, out here on Trey Mitchell, still waiting on the Toussaint in, uh, news. We'll have to see what happens with that West Virginia roster in flux following the resignation and retirement of Bob Huggins. Lance Daw, thank you so much for joining us, folks. Make sure you go give Lance a follow at Lance Daw underscore. Don't forget that E on the end of Daw. Go check out Locked On Kentucky Wildcats. Great stuff as always. Lance, always appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. Ty Davis has announced his commitment, and he joins me in just a second to discuss why Creighton was the place for him. But before we get there, I need to tell you that today's episode of Locked on College Basketball is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. 
America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to join today. I don't want you to miss your chance to snag that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel. So go check out any of the great bets right now. Like, is Ronald Acuna going to steal a base tonight? The answer is yes. <laughs> go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up right now. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. MLB trademarks used with permission. It's great to be joined on Locked On College Basketball again by our guy, Ty Davis, a guard in the class of 2024 out of Alabama. But today is a very special day in the Davis household because just yesterday on Monday, June 26th, Ty announced his commitment to Creighton University. Ty, welcome back and big congratulations. I know it's a happy day for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a it was a good day. And uh, we are recording this actually just a couple hours after you publicly announced mm -hmm. your commitment. And uh, Ty, what 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 has the day been like for you? Has it been a bit of a whirlwind? Yeah, it's been it's been crazy, but it's been a good day. You know, I got to talk to some media people, a uh, bunch of Blue Jay media people and everything. But got a little workout in, kind of got my mind off of everything. But no, it's been a, it's been a really good day. Man, that's great. Have have you been able to connect with anyone, any any of the coaching staff at Creighton, or any of the players, or anything like that? Yeah, so I talked to uh, Coach Coach Mac, Coach McDermott this morning, and then uh, one a couple of the assistants, and then I've talked to about three or four of the players as well. That's great, man. I, I'm sure that's been full of congratulations for you, and uh, that it's just really neat. Now, Ty, let's go back a couple weeks to the last time we chatted. You were just on the front end of starting to take your visits. When we talked, you were just about to head off to Oregon. Since mm -hmm. then, you went off to Creighton. And obviously, we don't want to speak ill or negatively or Northwestern or Oregon or any other school, because I know those were great experiences for you. For sure. But um, what I do want to ask is, what, what is it that set Creighton apart that really is like, man, this is the place for me? Yeah, obviously all those schools are that I had were I was blessed to be in the op position to have all three of those uh, great schools. But you know, I feel like what set Creighton the, the apart the most was just how how at home I felt when I was on campus. You know, like the coaches, the entire staff really just really made me feel at home. They prioritize prioritized me and just like I don't know, they just it, it was just different up there. Like they just really, really did a great job of showing me everything they had to offer and making me feel special. And then obviously, uh, on these visits, well, whenever you go on these visits, you usually have time to meet with the guys. And so I was able to meet with the guys and hang out with them. And they were great people and really fun to be around. So I was able to, you know, get to know them as well, which was a good time. Yeah. Any players in particularly in particular that really made an impression on you? Yeah, two, two, and there are two seniors, or one's a sophomore, or one's a junior, and one's gonna be a senior. But Baylor Shireman and Trey Alexander, um, <laughs> two big time players. But they uh, really took me in when we were on the visit. Uh, Baylor didn't come to dinner, but Trey, Trey did. So we had five people actually came to dinner: Trey, J Law, um, Mason Miller, Mike Miller's son, mm -hmm. Brock Vice, and Fred. And so they really took me in on the visit, and we had a good time hanging out after dinner and chilling and then Baylor came to lunch with us the next day and we had a good time connecting as well 
Nice. That's great. Really good, by the way, for the Blue Jays to get both of those guys back. I thought Trey Alexander was going to be gone. Man, that's Man, what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. They're going to have a year uh, in your senior year of high school getting into it. And then you get to come and be for part sure. of helping keep things going after that. So, um, Ty, just take it, if you would, take me through the process of making this decision. How did you, how yeah. did you go about it? When did you actually come to your decision? Yeah. So, um, so I took I took my visit to Creighton last week, and then I took my visit to Northwestern right after that, and I had a great time on both of them. Um, just I really felt my heart was in Omaha, and I felt like that's where my next home was. So I kind of prayed and talked about it with my family uh, after the Northwestern visit, um, Friday, Saturday, and then really came to my decision on Saturday night and was able to uh, let Coach McDermott and the staff know. And so just I don't know, it was just it was just a really good. Really good time. <laughs> what was Coach Mack's reaction when you told him what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he said he was just saying that just made my day. Oh. And he was he was uh, really excited. Then Coach uh, Coach Williams, JC Dove, he uh, he was uh, started screaming. So he was he was really <laughs> excited. <laughs> That's cool. That's got to be a good feeling. No, yes, sir. It was it was good. Now, Ty, I know we often don't look at the other side of this, but but I know you're a young man who likes to make good connections with people. What what was the process like of thinking through needing to tell the other coaches uh, that that you weren't going to commit to their school? Yeah, so um, I called Coach Fish and Coach Altman. Those are the two people who recruited me from Oregon and just told them that, obviously, I mean, they did an amazing job recruiting me, and um, it was a really tough decision. But obviously told him my heart was just somewhere else. And so they took it. I mean, they're classy, same with us, but they're all classy. Um, They said that they would be cheering for us and fans from afar. So, you know, it really made me feel good. It was, it was a uh, tough, it was tough news to break to them. Cause I mean, you grow a really good relationship yeah. throughout the whole process. So yeah, I went with that them. And then I also called coach Collins from Northwestern and let him know. And he was really like, I can't say enough good things about him either. So he, uh, he was really classy and obviously, I mean, we still have really good relationships with them. So, um, but no, it went, it went well, but it's just always not fun to do that. <laughs> it's, it's not, but I think it, it speaks so much of you and your character and who you are that, that you would want to make those calls and, and would expect nothing less uh, in, in the reaction from those coaches and everything we know about them. Coach Altman, yeah. one of the great guys, as is yeah. Coach Collins. And so I'm really glad you were able to have those conversations and maintain those relationships with those For guys. Sure. For sure. Now, Ty, part of the reason you are the person you are is because of your family and, mm-hmm. and who your parents have raised you to be. What, what, what has it been like to share this experience with them and to come to this decision as a family? Yeah, it's been it's been very very fun my mom and dad came on all the visits with me so we had a really good time on each each one of them and just you know talking it over and looking at all the different options of the different places that i had and the different pros and cons of each place obviously there's way more pros and cons (laughs) um but you know just really talking about with them and then my little brother and sister like to have a say as well so just talking with them as well um and obviously a big person in my recruiting that helped me with my recruiting was Danny Servick, my AAU director um, at pro one. So he, you know, he's really helped me and I can't thank him enough. So just those, my family and him, you know, really, really helped me make this decision. Big shout out to Danny. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Now, uh, your your little brother's a basketball player too, right? right? Is he hot on is he hot on your heels, Ty? Yeah, so he's uh he's young, so he's ninth grade. He's gonna be a tenth grader next year, but he's gonna be on our team this year. And man, he's 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 a left he's left handed, so it's really fun to play with him. Let's go. I'm a southpaw myself, so I'm yeah. in on that. <laughs> I am as well. I just shoot. Are right. you? Yes, sir. I love it. Yes, sir. Get, get all these right-handers out of here, Tyra. Am I right? Let's go. <laughs> we need some left-handed scissors. It's This right-handed world's all sorts of messed saying. up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we do want to look ahead to what this next year is going to hold for Ty, that senior year he just referenced, things he'll be doing, what he'll be preparing for for Creighton, and we're going to have that conversation in just a second. All right, we're back here on Locked on College Basketball, joined by Ty Davis, class of 2024 guard, who has just committed to Creighton University earlier today, was kind enough to join us and have a conversation about the commitment and what he's looking forward to. And so, Ty, that, that's where I want to move to next, uh, is specifically, first off, looking at kind of what your role will be at Creighton. What has Coach Mack and, and the coaching staff talked to you about what they envision you doing when you arrive there on campus? Yeah, so, you know, being a 6'5 point guard slash combo <laughs> guard, you know, it helps. And so that's what he said as well, you know, with tr hopefully Trey Alexander being a big-time NBA player next year and a uh, couple of those other seniors leaving, you know, they're going to have some opportunity for me to play. Um, so being able to play on and off the ball is huge. And then also being able to guard multiple positions uh, is what they said they liked about me as well, just kind of being bigger and able to, you know, match up with some of the threes and fours, really, if it's a small, small game, um, other than the ones and twos as well. Yeah, man. And that switchability is just so important in this day and age of positionless basketball. It's interesting because I feel like we so often think about it with threes and fours, like small forwards and power forwards For sure. being able to switch and guard down to the For guard. Sure. But I feel like what you're able to do of kind of guarding up is such a rare thing. And so I'm really uh, excited to see how your progression continues with that. For sure. Now, I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and so Ty, you mentioned some of those guys like, like Trey, like Baylor Shireman and, and you know, how they'll probably be moving on as you think about the guys on the roster right now, who do you see yourself most in of the current blue Jays? Um, I would say kind of a mix of, <sighs> I would say kind of a mix of Baylor. Baylor likes to shoot from deep. I like I like to do that as well. And then obviously Trey, man, like he's so I don't even want to, you know, put myself. I don't, I don't even like comparing myself to these big time, you know, like huge players. But I, I would say a little bit of Trey, how he handles it and the pace he plays with. Um, I can see that as well. You know, being six four, six five, with you know, kind of lean, long. Um, I can kind of see myself playing a little like with that pace as well. But you know, Baylor shoots shoots it so well, so. Um, I, I kind of like maybe see myself a little bit of those guys, but you know, that's great. I love to hear it. Ty, what, what's really cool is man, the big East is back. My friend, yeah. UConn's just coming off the national championship. St. John's is growing back with coach Patino being there. Hopefully we're going to see a resurgence at Georgetown. And then we've yeah. got other programs like Creighton, like all, like, man, what Marquette is doing now under Shaka Smart. I mean, the Big East is coming up. Yeah. What are you looking forward to just being part of this conference? Yeah, really, like, my number one thing was just, the, like, how, how much they follow the follow basketball in the conference. Like, you know, like, 
Creighton averages seventeen thousand fans per game. Like that's that's like unheard of for like the day and age now. Um, so that's you know I I really look forward to to that's what you always dream of you know playing in front of all those fans and so being able to do that almost every game. Um, that'll be that'll be really fun. And then also just the environments that you play in, like the you get to play in the Bucks Arena, like you get to play in the the DePaul plays in the women's G yep. League or women's NBA team in Chicago. Like you get to play in all these really cool arenas, like. So those are really like the like fun things I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Ty, I, w- I was thinking about it with your dad having played at Sanford. I was wondering if you're going to try to uh, get Coach McDermott to maybe schedule a game down to play the Bulldogs back home. Uh, that would be hilarious. That would be, be a good time, huh? <laughs> Man, I would, I would be there in a hurry to see that game for I, sure. Yeah, I do know my freshman year we will play uh, Alabama at Alabama. So. Really? So that would be that would be close great. enough. Man, good. I'm glad you'll get – I'm sure uh, you're going to be trying to find a way to get a whole bunch of tickets for that one. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, Ty, as we look ahead to your senior year, I'm sure there are things that you still have like, man, I, I really need to be working on this. I really need to be dialing this in. What What's kind of going to be your focus heading into this senior year? Yeah, probably like, you know – my mid-range game is what I've been working on and it's got, it's, it's improved a lot, but probably really just getting it to where like, I know that I'm good. If I do it a lot this year, I'll be comfortable with it at college. Um, so really just keep improving my mid-range game and my floater game, because I mean, obviously you're not going to be scoring around the rim as much when you got big guys and like six, 11, seven footers in the paint every game you play. So you're not going to score on Cockbrenner in practice. Exactly. That's, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. So, uh, like what, I mean, as you think about really soaking in this last year, I mean, it's your last year at home before you head off to Omaha, getting your little brother playing with you on the team, being coached by your dad. I mean, what, what is this last year going to mean to you? It's going to mean, it's going to mean so many things. Like it's going to just be, I can't, I, it's going to be such a fun year, you know, playing for my dad and my brother at the same time, like with my brother at the same time, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be really fun. And then, you know, being able to finish it with the guys that I started with back in third grade, like eight, we have eight seniors this year. So eight of them I've played with pretty much my whole life. So like just being able to play with my brother, play for my dad for the last year and then play with all my best friends that I've grown up with, you know, it'll be, be a really fun year. Excited to keep tabs on it. Ty Davis, Creighton Blue Jay class of 2024. Congratulations. We're so happy for you. And I know that the entire Locked On College basketball family is going to be following your journey with great interest. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Big thanks to Lance Daw, as always, does a great job covering Kentucky. Make sure you go give him a follow. And man, Ty Davis, what a guy excited to follow his senior year of high school and then his progression at Creighton. Just a great young man uh, and know that big things are in his future. If you would, go leave the show a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars. Let us know why you love being part of this community. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube, smash the like button, let us know you are here, and leave comments on your thoughts on the situation at Kentucky and Mr. Ty Davis's commitment. As always, apologies to the lawyer family. Go Wildcats, and until tomorrow... Peace.